1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. I'm joined yet again by my podcast producer, Matthew Aldus. Uh, Matt, how's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad. After all the technical difficulties we just had trying to connect, yeah, took about an hour, didn't it, to to get sorted out? That Um, someone was using our account to record. Then my microphone wasn't working, and then Uh, you couldn't hear me, but I could hear you. And now we're finally, finally come together. So it
0: all came through in the end.
1: So we're (laughs) stress-free now. Uh, Only two highly technical people sorted out. Eventually, how many people does it
0: take to record a podcast?
1: Turns out two
0: too exactly yeah
1: uh but today's episode is all about free to play versus pay to play and it's a debate we've we've touched on before in the podcast uh with with other guests but i think it was important for for us to debate it um, because Matt's obviously new to the whole gaming industry in general, started to play a few more games now, which is uh, really cool. And I'm sure you can touch on that in the in the pod as well. But um, one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring this up as a, as a topic for our episode this week is because Konami have announced that their popular Pro Evolution Soccer video game series is being renamed to something called eFootball eFootball will be a free-to-play game that has cross-play between all platforms. And instead of being released annually as a new game, they will, the game will receive constant upgrades and updates to game modes, uh, players, clubs, etc. So eFootball will be a standalone game that will just be exist for years. There won't be any new... Release, you won't have to pay for it ever again. Um, which is obviously a direct contrast to EA Sports' video FIFA video game franchise, which is a yearly release. Uh, as you we saw with obviously FIFA 20, FIFA 21, and the most recent game which is yet to be released is FIFA 22, which has been announced for October the first release this year. First of all, Matt, just from someone who I don't know if you've ever played uh Pro Evolution Soccer or anything like that, but what's it. your you remember it? Yeah. I remember what it. What was from... your initial reaction when I when I told you that information? I think
0: it's a good idea for them. My initial reaction was I haven't heard of them for so long that it's probably gotta be a good move for for them in terms of in terms of where like the space they could fill. I don't think apart from games we've covered in the podcast before, like um Rocket League. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Rocket League, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um I don't think there's any like free to play traditional sports games. Is there? Or, no, I don't not, believe there is. No, I don't not believe there is many. until this one. Until this one. So it, they're, they're entering into a space where there is space for them. So I think in that regard, in terms of business sense, they can't compete with FIFA. It's just impossible at this stage. And so it's the only space that they potentially could have like massive success in so i think for them it's a good idea in terms of what it looks like you know in terms like the, the broader like free to play versus prepaid or pay to play i don't know whether or not it, it, de- it depends what's in the game doesn't it It depends what is available in the game it depends on the costs um and the prices of, of things it depends how much of the game you can play for, f- for free realistically without having to spend money whether you if you're a casual player still enjoy the game for free if you're not interested in spending money so it's probably i imagine one of the topics that comes up a lot in like free to play games when when they're being developed is getting the balance right of making this enjoyable for somebody that might just play it casually for a couple of years and then eventually end up buying something three years down the line and that and and that's the revenue we get from them versus it's just impossible for them to play and then we lose it all together. But we're keeping a balance that is going to be financially healthy for them. So there's two sides of the coin, I think. But in terms of a space for them to inhabit, I think it's
1: the only space that makes sense, probably. Yeah, and just to add a bit of context around this, I think it's important to note, like the, like you said, there's not a lot of risk for Konami in this. If you If you look at... You look at PES 3, PES 4, PES 5, PES 6, possibly even PES 7. They were the peak of the Pro Evolution Soccer Series. They were much more popular than FIFA at that stage, much more people playing the game on both PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360. They had the space at that stage. And then from the 2010s when FIFA launched Ultimate Team in, in 2009 and then it was included as a standalone mode in FIFA 11, FIFA 12, As that started to ramp up, um, FIFA just took over gameplay wise and Pro Evolution Soccer fell more and more into the periphery and more of a niche game. And I mean, when you play Pro Evo now, like the the latest Pez 2021 game, it's far behind FIFA in terms of gameplay. And I think that will ultimately be what makes Pez or eFootball, as it's called now, as popular as FIFA. If they can get the gameplay right... (laughs) then it has a lot of advantages a lot of advantages to fifa um
0: but it's just it's just like getting that gameplay right because they have to really get it right because there's there's so much that like like you say they've been out of the picture for a long long time they have to do something different but it has to almost feel familiar because people won't maybe won't particularly want to move away from fifa and they'll want it to feel so in some sense familiar so where do you, how do you draw that line? Where does the familiarity, because I remember, I remember I've, like I've, I don't really play FIFA at all. I don't think I've ever really played it. Uh, I remember in school playing a, it, playing it like once or twice, but I always remember it in my friend, I say friends group. Like I had like three friends in school. FIFA was the popular one. FIFA was the one that people, uh, would play over, uh, pairs. So pro evolution soccer never really was, wasn't ever in the limelight to me. In my mind, FIFA's always dominated. So I, I, if you're trying to bring back people's interest into, into like a free to play football game, it has to match FIFA. Otherwise people just going to carry on playing FIFA. And you'll pick up you'll pick up some people maybe that want to play it, but it won't it won't be a long lived thing. If they want it to succeed in that space, it need yeah, like you say, that gameplay has to be competing at a very, very high level.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you've heard in in some of our recent podcasts, but in regards to FIFA nineteen, FIFA twenty, FIFA twenty one players haven't been 100% happy with the gameplay at all. There's been a lot of complaints, there's been a lot of talk about not a lot of skill gap. They've talked about OP mechanics not being fixed as quickly as possible. They talk about the esports pro scene being pay to play where you have to put money into the game. The only reason that PES hasn't taken over is the gameplay. They had they have an opportunity here where the FIFA player base isn't overly happy with FIFA, but the reason why Pez hasn't taken over, despite that unhappiness, is because it's not as good a game. It's not as enjoyable to play. So, whatever whatever new features or or, that Pez has, if the gameplay isn't as enjoyable as FIFA, it will it will not take off. That they have to get that hundred percent right. So, let me just go through because they have released a few details about what the gameplay is going to look like. So, uh, Konami says that. They'll regularly add new content and game modes after launch this autumn and that local matches featuring Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern, Manchester United will be available for free at launch. In the future, certain game modes will be sold as optional DLCs, giving football players the freedom to build an experience that follows their interests. Now onto gameplay. Konami say that the game will have overhaul graphics using Unreal Engine, which is a brand new engine that they're using for this, for this uh, launch. They also use a new technology called motion matching, which will convert the vast range of movements that players make on the pitch into a series of animations, selecting the most accurate one in real time. The system apparently provides more than four times as many animations as before, achieving highly realistic movement. It's important also to note that this technology will be lo- utilised across all platforms, including last-gen consoles, PCs, and mobile So just on that fact, if we compare that to FIFA 22, FIFA 22 they've announced a lot of gameplay news in recent days um, I did an interview with the lead gameplay producer Sam Rivera who told me about all the new features and stuff but one of the big new features in FIFA 24 is called hyper motion technology and what they've done is use these special suits called XN suits to put them on they've put them on first of all just to put a bit of context these XN suits are a massive piece of technology that's going that Sam Rivera told me is going to change the game for FIFA titles that's because normally animations are done with one player in a room has all cameras on him or her has all the different data points on them and they're told to do different animations which is really hard to make realistic animations for this FIFA for the first time ever what they've done is they've taken 22 players from a real-life football match, got them to wear these real XN suits over a 90-minute game, a high-intensity 90-minute game, and they've been able to capture those animations specifically from these separate games to make it much more realistic and much more lifelike. So, for example, they've been able to put things in the game that they haven't before. Like, for example, if you decide to pass to a player on the right and not to a player on the left, the player on the left there is an animation where he'll he'll jump up and say why didn't you pass to me like it's the, because that actually happened in that game with these Xen suits one of the things though is that this hypermotion technology won't be included as part of current gen console releases so this is hypermotion technology is a next gen exclusive so it's only available on Xbox Series X PlayStation 5 and Stadia now With Konami, every single feature is available on every single platform. That's including PC. And PC is a big thing as well because PC players, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but PC, the PC version of FIFA 22 will be a PS4 and Xbox One version of FIFA 22. It will not be a next-gen version. So the PC version is basically a current-gen version. That's because they've said previously that People don't have powerful enough PCs. I'm not sure about that at the moment. I think PCs are powerful enough to run these next gen. but And also, Fever 22 will not have cross-play. The reason I know that is because it says that on their website that PS4 players will only be able to match with PS4 players and PS5 players, and X same for Xbox. And they would have clearly mentioned that in the marketing material if cross-play was going to be a feature. Now, crossplay is a feature that's in most high end games. You look at Fortnite, you look at Call of Duty Warzone, you look at eFootball Pez. They've got full crossplay, not only between PlayStation and Xbox, but between PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, which is far and away from what FIFA 22 are doing. So, in terms of feature set, PES have got a, a much better feature set for all players, not just people who are running next gen consoles or current gen consoles. But again, while this looks really good on paper, if Pez's gameplay is not as good as FIFA, it would not be as successful. That, that is, that's the be all and end all.
0: Yeah. I don't know whether if...
1: I, it feels like
0: Konami might have their sort of sights set on not just like console and PC and stuff, but like the mobile market. I don't know if there is a, a big... Football game. I know you can download like FIFA and stuff mobile, but the experience on mobile is always lackluster. It's not, you know, as it probably should be because it it's not as powerful as a machine, as your PS4 or your PC or your Xbox or whatever. But dominating the mobile market is huge, right? It's such a huge market. So even if this doesn't work on console, Even if they don't compete on a PS4, PS5, uh, PC level and they just dominate the mobile market, that's still massively lucrative, potentially, especially if it's far more advanced than anything
1: else that's out there. It's interesting you say that because in their statement, they say that uh, from Kanabi's announcement today, they have announced that... Konami's eFootball released in autumn 2021 on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Windows 10 and PC Steam with iOS and Android to follow soon after. And they've hinted heavily that potentially you could be playing eFootball Pez or sorry, eFootball. I keep putting Pez into it. You could be playing eFootball on your iPhone or on your Android device. Against a player on an Xbox or a PlayStation. That is hinted at heavily in the press release. In
0: terms of crossplay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That would be a huge step forward for gameplay. And like you said, if they can get the mobile market, that's a huge, huge market to go for. Exactly.
0: But also, just a a quick thought on crossplay.
1: Is it good? Like is it, is it what, do you worth... mean, what do you mean? Is it good? What, in what context?
0: Well, if you're playing on a PS4 and someone else is playing on a uh, PC and someone else playing on Xbox, who's got the advantage?
1: I would say graphical advantage, obviously, is, is obvious. In regards to gameplay, I'm not 100% sure on current gen versus next gen from my experience. What I am sure about is if you're playing a PC player on something like Call of Duty Warzone, for example... You can have an ultra wide monitor that will allow you to see, have a clearer and bigger field of view on Warzone. So you will have an advantage. PC players do have an advantage on Warzone, and um, obviously they can run higher FPS than is possible on a PS4, an Xbox. Yeah, because you can only or... do 1080
0: at sixty frames on a PS4, for example. Yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, absolutely. You'd have you'd have an advantage. However, what you would say about that is that. You have the option to play a broader range of people, and you can play with your uh, uh, your mates. Gone are the days where you know you've got a PS4, I've got an Xbox Series X, but we can play together.
0: I can kind of understand the console crossplay. I'm not sure that including PC into that it is fair. <laughs> But that's not what we're here to talk about, but, but, but it, it, it just it fascinates me, because I, I keep hearing crossplay crossplay, and it's always like PC, PS4 and X- Xbox, and I just think like, yeah, but PC's got such a huge advantage. Huge advantage. unless you've got a really crummy PC with a crummy monitor?
1: Well, how many people have got a, a massively powerful PC? Anyone who's serious about playing the game? Well, yeah, that's... Which is that, most
0: people point. who are playing the game that aren't on console. If you're playing Call of Duty on a PC, you've probably got a, you're probably a PC gamer, in which case you're really into specs, in which case you're really into having a good PC. Nobody sat there on their Hewlett-Packard 1998 Windows 7 trying to run Call of Duty... <laughs> on a Core 2 Duo. <laughs> like, yeah. Pentium 4 or it, something.
1: It, it just seems to me... So, so you would cut them... So anyone with a PC, cut them off. Don't let them play with their mates you have got consoles. No. You have to buy a PC that's two grand. If you buy a PC, yeah, you can mate. only play against other people. You ha- no. Your mates have to spend two grand on a PC to play with you. That's what you do.
0: No, but you can turn it cross-play on and off, can't you? But I wish you could yeah, turn you it... Can. Yeah, you can. I wish you could select between just having console and you could exclude certain... Ones. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I'd we're, say like, that's fair. Yeah. So you could go, I don't want to play anyone against p- that's on PC, so that you could only play console people. So just say you're on Xbox, I'm on PS4. We can still play together and we've still got a very similar um in terms of advantage experience. to disadvantage, we yeah. got a very similar experience. Whereas, you know, Kevin with his 244 uh refresh rate screen monitor and his like five and a half grand pc that he spent the last three years building is is you know ruining the game for me because if i run into him in the first two seconds then i just keep having to load back in and it's just it's just not just doesn't seem take some of the fun out of it and unless you want to sit there and be like i want to challenge myself but i can kind of see the advantage but i don't like the idea like i know you can turn it off and on but I'd like when you can turn it off, if if you could maybe choose, you know, choose, like, I'll just stick to console. Um, and you could, You're just a
1: checkbox of, like, the, the people fair. that you want to include, yeah.
0: the types of consoles you so want to, to include.
1: To answer your question, then, what, what are you, if you don't want to play against PC players, just turn cross-play off. But then what you've got is you can't play against people on Xbox. Like, on we, can, Xbox, we yeah. couldn't play on console no, together. No, no, So it would be just... Just me playing but against other experience, people It hasn't ruined it hasn't ruined I have crossplay turned on all the time because a couple of my friends are on PlayStation. It hasn't ruined my experience at all. Like you you know when you're playing a PC player because when you look but at you not- know, when they've killed you, you, you can you can kind of see that they're they've got a lower input lag and they've got higher <laughs> yeah, frames and when, stuff, but <laughs>
0: when you're as bad as I am, everyone can kill you really quickly. And
1: and so you it's just it, you're always at a disadvantage. But you, but your 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 demographic of player with that little experience is like less than one percent of the player base. I would say, yeah, of course, Warzone. So, um, I don't think you can really <laughs> I, justify. What
0: I think what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to find excuses why I'm so bad at the game, and I'm going. If only we could turn crossplay off, right? And we could, and, and that would make me good, but it won't. I'd still be, like I said, I texted you the other day. It's like watching a potato put together a thousand piece puzzle. It's, it's just, it's embarrassing to watch me mm. play Call of Duty, but, but,
1: but, um, it's fun. Yeah. But the, the fact of how good you are or not shouldn't really change. That's not what games are about. It's, it's not about if you're good or not. It's about the experience of the game you're not going to have any worse an experience playing against other pc players you might just have a performance deficit but again it'll be it'll be really interesting to see from pez if PC players do have an advantage, but we'll we'll have to we'll have to find out that afterwards. Another another I thing I think going it's to, probably d- sorry, go gonna end up being
0: more prevalent in
1: things like first-person
0: shooters where yeah, yeah, where PC I players have an advantage. I think you yeah. could, It depends on things like animations, how quick they are to load in, and how quick. Like depending on your machine, like if if you you know you hit a button on your keyboard or you hit a button on your on your controller, you want that reaction time to be like as minimal as possible. If you don't have that. You hit the button and you're waiting then you can't react to the situation because it makes it impossible so you're dealing with a constant lag in your head that you're trying to read the game ahead of time to see what you might need to do in a couple of seconds and it it makes the game almost impossible to play that's the the point is like putting everybody on a level playing field we were talking about call of duty off off the off air and I was explaining last night playing it for a long period of time and like the whole free to free to play thing is is great, but being able to unlock weapons and stuff taking so much time and I'm playing against like these guys that have maybe played for years. I I say guys, but you know, I just mean people in general, that have played for years and they've unlocked everything and they've got access to like much more than me, or they've been around the map a million more times than i have and i I, like i was explaining to you i don't see if you go into birmingham city center and you've been in there a million times and you know your way around it that's not because you're really skilled and you've got a good sense of direction that's because you've been there before and you know where you're going experience that's experience yeah like over that's advantage over disadvantage so and it's the same with things like loadouts and stuff that you've got access to better better stuff just on the basis that you've played the game longer than i have
1: yeah but i think that's that's where th- this is really interesting because this is where the free to play versus pay to play argument is a, there's a huge trade off because would you prefer to play to pay 80 quid and have all the guns or would you prefer to to have it free to play but then you have to play it to unlock because or pay or pay in game to, to or get pay the in game exactly so just to be absolutely clear you, you can unlock every game got uh, sorry you can't unlock every gun in Warzone by playing it you do not have to spend a single penny yeah on it so you can do that by playing the game and getting a certain amount of kills and completed objectives and all that kind of stuff would you prefer to pay 80 quid to unlock all the weapons, or I would prob- you prefer to I pay it? I would probably wouldn't be playing it right now if, it, if I had to pay for it. So that's the trade-off? Yeah. So, so Activision Blizzard have got you as a player. They've added you to their statistics yeah. just by making it free to play. They've got a bigger player base. Therefore, they've got a bigger base to advertise to, to sell things to, to in, in microtransactions, because you're someone who probably never would have bought that game if it wasn't free. Exactly, and if I get into that game, then I might buy. And you other, can still get all the guns. Other, like, yeah, and you, you still, still might get yeah. all the guns.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I think it's a bad thing. As much as I'm saying, I think, in terms of the gameplay, as a beginner coming into something a free to play game that is, you're a complete beginner and you've not really ever played. First person shooter games, and you're a 34 year old man, and you, it's not your reaction speeds, ain't what they used to be. Who's and, never really played FPS games seriously and, before? And I've never really taken it seriously. Yeah. So, like, as a brand new person that is now trying to be like, you know, there's something to this gaming thing, I want to, I want to, like, you know, dip my toe in the water and like see what it's all about. And re- there is a lot of perseverance that is like not enjoyable jumping into a game and just getting killed straight away because i haven't got the same level of well obviously experience is is one thing like you know experience is over time you cannot change that you can never change that you can't
1: some, so 100% of your experience playing warzone has been negative maybe Maybe five
0: battles, five battle royales out of fifty that I've played. So within within
1: have a, been have been positive. enjoyable.
0: Yeah, have been enjoyable.
1: Okay, so the other ones you haven't enjoyed them because you've I've got literally killed. jumped in. I've
0: spent about yeah. thirty seconds running to, a, to 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 find like a loot box to get some some weapons. And, yeah, and then I'm dead.
1: What you've got? What what's different about you, your your experience at the moment, is you're playing solo. You're not having that social connection with people, which would make it more enjoyable straight away. Yeah, sure. But but like, but also, you know, it's, it's, you know,
0: me, if me and you played your, your skill level is, is like, it's hard for someone to come in brand new and be so
1: terrible. But isn't that true of every game?
0: Well, you have to find people that are willing to, I come from, I come from playing like games like 2K where it's very toxic. If you're not good, nobody's interested. I'm not like that in 2K. I'm very much like, no, come on, you need to learn. Like, 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 keep running the same play or keep like learning the same thing. And I need to learn. And like, there's lots of things that I still learn every day playing that game. But coming into like a team, just say on a team battle royale, coming into a team of four or a team of three or a team of whatever, especially if you don't know the guys, just say you just do it with some, some random people. You've got to hope those people aren't... Horrible, rubbish. Hor- <laughs> rubbish and horrible people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. like ga- gamers can't... When you play with random people, which is 90% of my experience of 2K, which I enjoy in 2K because I kind of like that toxicity of like... Proving them wrong. Either proven them wrong or challenging... It's that challenging myself? Because I've got to a point in that game where I can challenge myself... And I have some really bad games because I'm playing with, with random people and either they don't realize my value or I'm not playing well enough and showing my value. So I like that challenge in that game. But in something like Call of Duty, going into a team of four and then immediately being a team of three because Matt's been killed, it's sort of like, it's nerve wracking being the worst mean. person on the mean. team. Yeah and so, so we, yeah. you feel like you need to build up this confidence of knowing what you're doing at least because if you say if you if you were if we were playing together and you say let's uh, oh quickly go and do this i don't know what you're talking about cuz because i don't know what the mechanics are i haven't they're not muscle memory yet i don't understand i haven't found my like my controller button setup that i like the most it, it's all of those things that take time of learning turning on and turning off certain settings because you're like why does this keep happening to me and then finding out and then you go oh it's because i can't move quick enough and oh okay so what what if i what how do i fix that oh maybe i'll go and turn tactical sprint automatic tactical sprint on i see if that works do i like it oh well i like it but i keep running everywhere uh maybe i don't want that on uh, maybe i just need a different button setup. like it's you need to figure all these things out the mechanics of the game yeah before you can be a reliable team player and it's kind of like player development at the moment i would yeah. say i'm in player development where i'm right at the beginning trying to figure out what my game even is in that game
1: But again, you wouldn't have had this experience if it wasn't free to play, like if it cost £80. The reason why I brought that up is because this year EA Sports seems to be pushing that pay to play more than ever before. So if we just give you an example, um, Mm. do you want to have a guess how much the PlayStation 5 Ultimate Edition costs? PlayStation 5
0: Ultimate Edition FIFA 2022? Yep. Oh, it's probably going to be similar to like 2K stuff, isn't it? Is Ultimate Edition like the top one?
1: Yeah, so Ultimate Edition. You get a foot hero item. You can access the game four days early. You get 4,600 FIFA points. You get a foot once to watch item. You get a team of the week one player item and Mbappe loan item. Foot ambassador loan player pick and a career mode homegrown talent. You also get um, dual entitlement as well included. Right uh so that's just current gen and next gen
0: yeah yeah uh i'm gonna go with 100 100 uh, 8
1: 129 pounds oh, i hate i hate when people do that i 89 hate when people quid. go over the top but it's 89.99
0: yeah no but it's always it's always, like so with two, with 2k
1: <laughs> it, it ranges depending on what edition you get it goes
0: from yeah. 59.99 all the way up to 130 quid like really cuz it's like you can get like a, a special gold legends edition oh okay and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it comes in like a gold case it's yeah, like crazy yeah. what they do with it but but um, 90 pounds but 90 for the co- ultimate edition here's the thing though that 90 90 pounds for that and then there's going to be loads of in-game spending
1: as that's well what, yeah exactly and 100%. that's the problem yep. that's the bit that i've got a
0: problem with yeah is yeah, that yeah. if it's pay to play then it's pay to play not pay to play yeah. and then play pay in the game to play some yeah, more yeah, 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 like yeah. i don't agree with that like that so is
1: EA, e- uh having their cake and eating it aren't they basically yeah and they're, and they're able to do it and like
0: they do it with two, uh well 2k is like uh another example where they they just you know you have to buy um vc like money in game to be able to like continue it's 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 really sneaky like i don't like things that are sneaky and and i don't know if this is the same with fifa but in 2k for example as you develop your player you can go through it and build up money and stuff by playing games and just and over and over and over again and and building up that way and doing getting sponsorships and endorsements and whatnot. Um, As you get further and further and further up that ladder, the growth gets more and more incremental until to get to that last bit, you need to spend money to, otherwise you're going to, you'll grow by 50% in the first season and then in the next season, you'll only grow by like 20%. And then in the next season, you'll only grow by like 10%. And then in the next season, you'll only grow by like 2%. And it's, it slows down. And, and then you run out of money because everything gets so expensive to upgrade one point on your, uh, on your attributes. It's just not fair. Like, that's not fair. Like, keep it consistent. Like, make it that you grow
1: every, after every game, you grow a certain amount and keep it like that it's the same it's it's the same but different in Ultimate Team so in Ultimate Team it, it's based around cards and player items isn't it the, but there's there's a lot of people out there who do these Road to Glory YouTube series where they don't spend any money and it takes them ages to get the best players and obviously you get normal gold cards which you can start off with and then Team of the Week cards start coming out Team of the Month Team of the Year then it gets really expensive and it's the same type of thing you know if you want to get these cards you Spending money is pretty much the only way of doing it. But just to answer your question, the reason why they can do this and the reason why people buy the game and buy in-game purchases is because this is the only place they can get this type of gameplay. There is no competition there's yeah. no competition with an NBA game. There's no competition with a FIFA game because Pez is so no, far they behind. Can't just the hold them monopoly team. on it. They hold them the- exactly. That's the interesting thing about this football thing because if yeah. it, it could change, it's the same for everyone, isn't it? It's the same for every platform. Everyone's in the same position. You can all play against each other. You get all the features. Yes, there's different DLCs that you'll have to buy. They've made that clear. But like they said, you can buy what you want. You don't have to have career mode and Ultimate Team and online, you can just buy what you want, but just to go off from the Ultimate Edition, uh, what I think is probably even worse is the fact that with the standard edition of FIFA 22 on PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, if you buy the standard edition of the FIFA 22 game on an X-Gen console, but you've only got an Xbox One or a PS4, you don't get dual entitlement. What that means is, if you buy the standard edition of FIFA 22, but you buy the Xbox Series X, S, or PlayStation 5 version, because you think you might buy a console, one of those consoles in the future, so you think, okay, I'll buy the standard version. The standard of that. version. You
0: can't play it on your current gen.
1: You cannot upgrade to the next gen edition when you buy a next gen console. That seems funny
0: because I think I think that comes as standard with 2K, like it's dual entitlement to yeah. on all of all of them. I think yeah. when they first in I I think in twenty twenty, uh was it twenty twenty or twenty no, twenty twenty one was the first the first next gen. Yeah. And I think they all came with dual entitlement. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, Yeah,
1: no, they did. They did EA last year, any edition you bought, you got dual entitlement. So if you bought a PS4 edition of the game, just feels um,
0: like a money grab sometimes, doesn't it? It doesn't. Do feel... you want to know
1: how much the standard edition is on PlayStation Four and Xbox One? I'd probably hazard a guess at fifty nine ninety nine. That is yeah. absolutely spot on. So with that one, that is just the PS Four version. You don't get hyper motion. You don't the, get the, yeah. hardly any of the new features. Yeah. So you're paying for the old game. You're paying for for you're essentially paying for FIFA twenty one. And if you bought a next gen console you'd have to spend another 90 quid. Yeah. So here's a tip guys. On the game. Always
0: always even though it feels like you're spending more if you're if you're really into these games always buy the the best edition you can because it will get or like at least make sure that you are entitled to dual play dual entitlement. On, yeah. dual entitlement because yeah. it's like it's worth spending the 80 90 pounds if it means if it means you can play it on both consoles,
1: yeah, because then you will save you money in the long run. If you've got a, if you've got a PS4 and an Xbox One, and you think you might be buying a next gen console in the next few months, yeah, buy, buy the ultimate edition because if you buy the standard edition, you do not get a dual time, even in the next twelve
0: months. Like like yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah like, you don't want to lose that game because you would have got used to playing it. I mean, there is. There is a case to be made for the fact that, like, I I don't know what it's like in FIFA, but like all of your my career stuff in, again, in 2K isn't carried over. Um, But your, I think your my team stuff and your, which is kind of like the ultimate, I think, um, ultimate team uh, in FIFA, Um, any money you've earned, I think, carries over. I don't know if it's in-game money that you've earned, or whether it's stuff that you've, if because you, when you buy the game a lot of the time with 2K they'll give you like a hundred thousand VC or something like that, and that will carry over onto next gen as well a lot of the time. So yeah, you do get some benefits that you can you can share across. But but if you if you're really if you're somebody that's really into like my career type stuff, you're gonna lose all of that when you go over to next gen anyway. You're gonna have to start again mm. with, with that anyway because I don't think that they they carry that, those builds yeah. over because they use different builders and stuff.
1: So the, the, the way Konami have come out of this, they, they, it looks so much fairer. It looks like so, so much more of a fairer system. Like whatever console or PC you've got, you know if you... I say buy, it's free. If you, down, yeah. if you download eFootball you are guaranteed to have the same edition as anyone else. You don't need to worry about what edition you're buying or how to upgrade it or anything like that. You're going to have the same edition of the game. And crossplay, they've got crossplay. How how FIFA 22 doesn't have crossplay, beggar's belief. Like you look at the games that've got it at the moment. Even EA some of EA's other sister titles if you look at Battlefield that's coming out 2042. That's got crossplay. Yeah, like why, why why hasn't why hasn't FIFA got it? It 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 just genuinely boggles the mind. I don't really understand why why it wouldn't have that. That's a huge feature to have and the fact that PES have got it that's I get but again, we talk about all this, but we got PES, to see it first. If the gameplay, well, yeah, if the gameplay of PES is shocking, which in the last few years it's not been great. Like you look at for example Kurt was one of the best FIFA professional FIFA eSports players in the world. He was banned by EA last year. He couldn't play any FIFA games. He couldn't stream FIFA games. He had a huge audience on Twitch, huge. When he got banned, he went to Pez as like a, you know, fingers up at EA to go, go to Pez, started streaming Pez. The numbers of people watching his streams dropped dramatically. And you could see his enjoyment of streaming dropped as well. Yeah. Because the gameplay was just horrible. Yeah. And he, he but that's so, the one
0: thing FIFA's got right, isn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah. So
1: if 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 Pez hasn't hasn't got the gameplay right, but FIFA has, that's the crucial thing. If they have, or they've at least improved a little bit on FIFA 21, people will still buy the game and buy the in-game purchases. So if you think about why FIFA wouldn't go to a free-to-play model
0: uh, look, do you know what what's sad as well is if if crossplay works really well for eFootball, I guarantee you FIFA will introduce it
1: asap. What do you, halfway through the cycle, you mean?
0: If they see that eFootball is working and people are really enjoying the cross, the fact that there's crossplay and they're realizing that that's stealing custom away from them, um, well, it'd be
1: interesting to see what they do. I think their reaction
0: if... would be to introduce crossplay asap.
1: Well, imagine if Pez has good gameplay. Yeah, but that, that would be the way,
0: because because what would happen is it would have good gameplay game and then people start going over to eFootball. Yeah. We keep calling it pairs football. pairs football. It, it,
1: it, it, <laughs> it's is, always going to be pairs. Yeah, um, yeah, it,
0: pairs, yeah. And uh, if they've got good gameplay and crossplay and everyone's enjoying it, FIFA are just going to be like, well, we can do that too, so we're going to do it. And then everyone will go back to FIFA, because now they've got it. But that that goes, comes back to the whole, if they've dominated
1: the, the mobile market it still could be a massive success. Like we said at the start, Konami have got nothing to lose. No. They know that they're the the lower in popularity than FIFA. To beat FIFA or to get players to move over from FIFA to PES, they need to offer FIFA players features that FIFA doesn't have, like cross-play and the ability for it to be free-to-play and uh, the ability to buy different DLCs and you know they've they've recently announced Neymar as an ambassador they've got Messi as their cover star they've got exclusive agreements with the likes of Atalanta, Roma, Napoli but that that starts in 2023 some some of the teams already like Juventus as well so Juventus in FIFA are called Piemonte Calcio because PES have got the rights to their name but because FIFA have got the rights to Serie A they still have the correct players Right, yeah, yeah. And that goes to the same with Atalanta for FIFA 22, Roma. Um, they will both be called something else, right. but they'll still have the players. So at every stage, pairs are trying to chip away at FIFA's advantage. But again, if the gameplay isn't up to it, then people won't move across. They'll just see it as some kind of fad. But yeah, if the gameplay is anywhere near FIFA... I can see it being quite interesting can over the next imagine few if years. It was better,
0: hard for it to be better. I think. What
1: would justify spending ninety quid and it being free if the gameplay is better? How it wouldn't. That's the thing. The ultimate, like, ultimate it would team just be like it? game is over,
0: wouldn't it? Be, if it was better and and it was free, and and also it would be like, hey Nathan, do you want to jump on and play game of footy tonight? And we could do that. And like there could be
1: like yeah it's a it's a new yeah it's a brave new world out there <laughs> it is it is um it's certainly interesting as well obviously free to play means that people like yourself can play games that you wouldn't normally play for no cost, so it doesn't lock you out, but at the same point, normally i mean we say it we say that you do, but like we pay to pay play uh, games, normally you get a lot of features with it and a lot of stuff, but I mean with e a titles and Two K tolls, you don't, you don't. Anyway, yeah, you
0: get some stuff, but you end up, you end up spending in game anyway. So why have I spent almost a hundred pounds of my money?
1: That's why Fortnite and Warzone and Apex Legends are so popular. Is because you do not have to spend a single penny to be competitive. But it's just like if
0: Two K were free or FIFA were free to play, what you could do with eighty nine ninety nine worth of in game spending. What you could do with a player not not saying that I, like, yeah, yeah you know yeah. you'd go in and spend but but if you were going to take that money and re
1: like use it within the game and flip everything on its head but EA can't take that risk why would they take that risk it's such a, a cash cow for them FIFA the FIFA franchise not only do they get a yearly fee every single year yeah guaranteed but... they also get the in-game purchases why would they risk Why would they risk earning less money? It doesn't make any business sense. Yeah, but
0: you know what they say about low risk, low risk, low reward, high risk. But Pez can
1: afford to do that, though, because they haven't got the base. This is the thing,
0: right? Uh, Pez are going high risk, high reward. This is potentially a high risk, high reward endeavour. They're tying themselves yeah. in with all sorts of like players and and clubs and and leagues and stuff they're making deals across the board they're really putting their efforts into it they're trying to bring something that hasn't been brought to the football space before and potentially trying to dominate the mobile market at the same time or or at, you know very soon after and there potentially is a massive reward if FIFA just sit there and do nothing and just hope for their cash cow to keep on giving them cash, then they're going to end up where Pez were 10 years ago or, you know, however, potentially, uh, and and, and it's, and it will flip on its head. At one point in time, MySpace was the king of the world and then Facebook became king of the world and now TikTok's king of the world. If you don't take risks, you will be left behind at some point.
1: I 100% agree, but what what I can... I'm sure everyone will agree who's played FIFA over the last few years. It would just be brilliant for the fee, the football simulation video game space if FIFA had a proper competitor because yeah. what that would do is that would mean that both FIFA and PES or eFootball <laughs> would have to really push the boat out in terms of development. Competition breeds better things yeah you're if you've got a competitor in the space you're going to do better work so well that's it isn't it it's late late,
0: yeah uh, you end up resting on your laurels and and and, yeah whether you call it laziness because i think i think that's a bit of a disrespect to the game developers Um, yeah but but i think
1: there is an inherent inherent um you know we're the best anyway just how much do we have to innovate um, yeah I there's think no that, innovation that there's not as much innovation um, although they have for they have for FIFA 22 um, with hyper motion but again I haven't played it yet so we'll have to see we'll have we'll to have see will have to see what it's like I think it's exciting like, I think yeah, like, yeah. Either, either way I, I think it's exciting whatever happens yeah fail or succeed anyone listening if you let us know what you think if you can you can tweet us at level at pod on Twitter let us know what you think um, free to play versus pay to play what you think about the new Football announcement FIFA 22. What are your views on it? Let us know. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. Um, drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Really appreciate it. But, um, thanks matt for joining me really really good conversation really enjoyed it and thanks for uh, having you, me. you're not getting bad at this podcast so for you well hopefully i'll get better as
0: time goes on <laughs> <laughs> we'll see just gotta get good at the games
1: now guys well that's it that's it that's uh that's <laughs> that'll come that'll come but uh, thanks again and uh we'll catch you soon yeah take care